0: Macholtz, and you're listening to Looking Up with Don. This is the Looking Up with Don podcast, episode number 80 for the week of July 14th, 2021. The related website for this podcast is JohnMockholtz.com, that is spelled D-O-N-M-A-C-H-H-O-L-Z.com, two H's. What's up in the sky this week? As our week begins on Wednesday, July 14th, the moon is a crescent in our evening sky in the constellation Virgo and setting a couple of hours after evening twilight. By Tuesday, July 20th, the moon will be about 80% full in the evening sky and in the constellation Scorpius. The moon will be first quarter on Saturday, July 17th at 10 hours universal time. Some astronomy clubs will be setting up telescopes to show the moon to the public this weekend. Saturn is nearing opposition. That will be on August 2nd followed by Jupiter on August 19th. When at opposition, the planets will be at their closest point to us and they will be up all night. Jupiter and Saturn season has begun, August 2nd and August 19th. Venus still dominates the evening sky. And in a month, we will have the Perseid meteor shower peaking on the night of Thursday, Friday, August 12th to 13th although the nights before and after will be good nights, too. The moon will be in the evening sky that week, a crescent, and the best time for the, of the night for the Perseids is in the morning hours. Now is a good time to put together your invitation list. In the northern hemisphere, nights are warm, and if you bring along a telescope, you can show Saturn and Jupiter, the moon, and a ton of other things through the night. One idea that I have never tried is to invite people over at midnight, which is odd, like some Hollywood party or something come at midnight. So the Perseid meteor shower, August 12th and 13th. Will you be able to see the International Space Station this week, which for our purposes begins Wednesday, July 14th through Tuesday, July 20th? This week, we have four zones. All you need to know is your latitude. North of 63 degrees north, you will not see it at all. From 36 through 63 degrees north, the ISS will be in both your morning and evening sky all week long. Some nights, you might be able to see it four times in one night. Now, this is great. Get out and see it. From 20 degrees south to 36 degrees north, The International Space Station will be in your morning sky for at least part of the week. And for most of you, it will also be in your evening sky for part of the week. From 55 to 20 degrees south, the International Space Station will be in your morning sky for the last part of the week only. To determine where it will be in your sky, go to the website heavens-above.com and enter your location, then click on ISS. Periodic Comet 15P Finlay is still in our morning sky at about magnitude 10 or 11. This is our last week to see it until the moon enters the morning sky. Comet 15P Finlay is plotted on Podcast 78, Map 4, with dash marks for zero hours universal time. The positions, that is the Right Ascension and Declination, are listed on Podcast 78, Comet Positions. You can also go to the website, heavens-above.com, and click on Comets to find where it will be at that exact moment. Now, for the astral class, stars. Our closest star is the sun. The sun is a star turning hydrogen into helium and shedding the leftover energy in heat and light. It has been doing that for at least 4 billion years and will continue doing that for a few more billion years. Our sun is an average star. Some stars are more massive than our sun. Some are less massive. The surface temperature of the star determines the color. Cool stars are red. Hot stars are blue. Our sun is a bit unusual in this way. It shines in many wavelengths, the most prominent being green. And altogether, the human eye would see it as white. In outer space, it appears white. From the surface of our Earth... After the sunlight has passed through our atmosphere, the sun appears yellow. As it gets close to the horizon, it passes through more and more of our atmosphere, and it appears orange or even red. After our sun, the next closest star is not Alpha Centauri, but a star in the Alpha Centauri system called Proxima Centauri. Alpha Centauri is actually a triple star system, with Proxima being one of its companion stars. As Proxima orbits Alpha Centauri A and B, which itself is double, it swings around onto our side of the system and therefore is our closest star. It will be there for another 25,000 years until until it swings around behind the Alpha Centauri system. The brightest star in the sky besides the sun is the star Sirius at minus 1.44 magnitude. The north star is not the brightest star in the sky. It's about the 50th brightest star. It is in a unique location above the North Pole of our Earth. If you were at the North Pole, it would be almost directly overhead. It's within one degree of true north. If you can find the North Star, you can find north. All of the stars in the Big Dipper are about 100 light years from us. Many stars vary in brightness. They are called variable stars. There is a need for amateur astronomers to observe and estimate the brightness of these stars and monitor them for changes. If you're interested in doing that and contributing to science, join the American Association of Variable Star Observers, also known by its initials AAVSO. It's good to know the names of the brightest stars. This week's maps cover the evening and morning sky, and they do have the star names labeled. For the Northern Hemisphere, use Podcast 80, Maps 1 and 2. For the Southern Hemisphere, use Podcast 80, Maps 3 and 4. Learn the names of the brightest stars that you can see from your latitude. Next week, I'll discuss double stars. Let's look at the moon this week, specifically on Friday night, July 16th, although other nights will work too. As the moon goes around the Earth, pointing the same face to us, the Terminator, the line separating the light from the dark, moves across the face of the moon. When the moon is in the evening sky, as it is now, the light area is revealing more and more of the lunar terrain. After full moon, when all the visible terrain is lit, the moon enters the morning sky. Then each morning, less and less terrain is visible. As a Terminator travels these evenings... The sun is rising on those portions of the moon. The low sun angle makes for some interesting patterns. We will look at three of them this week. They are identified on the lunar map you can get from my website, Podcast 80, Map 5. One is the lunar X, also known as the Werner or Werner X, W E R V E R, because Werner is one of the craters involved. Popular literature states that it was first mentioned in 2004, perhaps so, but I remember seeing it in the 1960s and 1970s with my six inch telescope. I thought it was odd especially since I had read a book about that time that said that two mountain ranges will never run perpendicular to each other. Whether that is true or not, I do not know. But I do remember thinking that what I was seeing on the moon looks like two mountain ranges running perpendicular to each other. As it turns out, it's, it's not really two mountain ranges, but four craters bunched together and the crater walls are illuminated in such a way that it looks like a big X on the moon. It can be best seen when the moon is about a day before first quarter. In July, that is, Friday, July 16th. It is easily seen and brightest for a few hours, but if you know just where to look, the next night you can pick it up too. But it will not be nearly as prominent. Our next lunar letter is the letter V. It is also identified on Podcast 80, Map 5. It's formed by mountains near the crater Ukert. It is visible about the same time as the crater, uh, craters producing letter X. Finally, a bit more difficult to see is the letter L. It is produced by light striking the far crater wall of the crater Lillis. When the far wall is illuminated and the crater floor is not illuminated because the sun has not risen high enough, the letter L appears. Once again, all three of those are located on the moon map, which you can get at Podcast 80 Map 5. A lot of craters on the moon look like the letter O. So take a look at the letters on the moon. On my Facebook and Twitter pages this past week, I posted the fact that my wife witnessed a crash of a small plane a mile from our house that was involved in firefighting activities. Unfortunately, two firefighters died in the crash. Although it was not astronomy-related, on occasion we do discuss things non-astronomical. To recap the podcast... What's up this coming week? Get out and see the International Space Station. Learn some star names. See comet Finlay in the morning sky. Plan a meteor shower party. And look for those letters on the moon. You have been listening to Looking Up With Dawn, podcast episode number 80 for July 14, 2021. I'm Don Macholtz. Once again, the related website for this podcast is DonMacholtz.com. That is spelled D-O-N-M-A-C-H-H-O-L-Z.com. Two H's. You can contact me at DonTheAstronomer at gmail.com. Once again, that's DonTheAstronomer at gmail.com. God willing and pod willing. I'll be back next week for another episode of Looking Up with Don. We'll discuss what's up in the sky. I'll talk about double stars, and I'll suggest some that you can see in the evening sky. All that and more. Thank you for listening. See the sky this week. I'll see you next week.